Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 20. Woohoo! 20. March 23rd, 2016. I want to take this opportunity to thank all of our Patreon supporters because without you guys, we really can't do this. We really appreciate it. But uh, in specific, uh, larger terms, we've got some some top guys, and they get to be named by name. They are Stu Morrison, the Godfather Jimmy DeResta, Izzy Swan. <laughs> That's the religious noise, by the way. Uh, I was trying to do a trumpet fanfare. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Luis Gonzalez, Tristan Timber, and Sean Petty. Tim, Bill, Phil, how y'all doing? Well, I, I it doesn't seem this way, but I'm going to go ahead and say I'm glad to be back. Uh, you guys <laughs> missed me. What? Go ahead. You can throw me some love. I'd be all right with that. Oh, yeah. We super missed oh, you. Oh, you're back? Yeah, cool. Uh, hey, Bill, well, welcome it? back. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In all seriousness, Bill, welcome back. We're glad that you're here. And um, for the, the millions of people that listen to our podcast <laughs> that were were, that were wondering S. where you were last week. We had some, what? No, no S. <laughs> the millions of people part. that were listening to it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe a, no, it's backslash E for exaggeration. Okay. Um, the, the 48 people that listen to our podcast um, that noticed you weren't here last week, there's 47 of them don't know why. And uh, maybe you could tell. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure that out of the 48 people that listen to our podcast, none of them actually noticed I wasn't here, so... Wah, wah. No, no. What happened? Wow, you guys. You know, um, <laughs> um, um. <laughs> so yeah, got, we know. But go on. <laughs> I got, I got, I got. Um, what I thought was a, um, uh, I pulled a muscle in my back, and it turned out I got a, a pretty good sized blood clot at work, and I ended up with a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in my lungs, and it knocked me on my butt and put me in the emergency room, which turned into a three day stay in the ICU, uh, which turned into, and this is the most amazing part, it, that turned into. To Jimmy DeResta sitting in for me. See, I because I I'd already I'd already found out that Jimmy said if it were either one of you, he wouldn't have been sitting in. So we could have probably got like I don't know, maybe Vance might have sat in for Tim, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Phil's wife, but Jimmy DeResta sat in for me. No chance he said that. By the way, what's that? There's no chance he said that. Jimmy's like no, the nicest talked- guy ever, and he sat in for you. Mm-hmm. But he would have sat in for anybody. We called him an hour before. And he's like, first of okay. all, he called me. He called me in the hospital and said, "Hey, Bill, this is a good opportunity to drop those yo-yos. You and I could do our own podcast." I said, "No, Jimmy, no. I, I don't want to go there because I think with a little love and inspiration, Tim and Phil can, you know, they can make something of themselves." And um, and apparently, I'm I'm, uh, I'm still waiting for the doctor's note to prove that you were really, you know, just <laughs> on a beach somewhere. I'm gonna need that. All right, for, if you want to get paid anyway. Real, yeah, real, but. I, well, whatever, go on with your little story. It was great. Yeah. So for the reels, um, I just I was I was hurt and I was sick. And the outpouring of love uh, from you guys, especially, and the rest of everybody else, has been amazing. And um, I can't that part of it alone blew me away. So I'm I'm glad to be back. If you two will still have me, at least for another week. Yeah. Um, this week, as long as I don't die, I might be able to to pull it off. Well, don't die before the end of the show because that would be awkward. You'll know because I'll start – my breaths will get shorter and shorter and shorter. My eyes will roll back in my head 
And I'm hoping that Casey won't just walk by, look at me, and shrug her shoulders, and then they would rush me off to the, the emergency room. Shrug her shoulders. Old man's probably taking another nap. <laughs> <laughs> Fell asleep on the job again. Again. <laughs> well, geez, you guys, what's been going on while I was gone? I mean, what, what's going on? What are you working on? Oh, all sorts of awesome stuff, man. But, well, we're back to this now, so. But I'm... <sighs> um and i can't work on anything that's terrible they won't let me out in the uh i I, i'm on a blood thinner regiment which um until they get that actually dialed in they don't want me taking a chance on bleeding so they banned me from my shop which is terrible and accurate it's absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. whatever okay well no but (laughs) i don't think phil was trying to be mean was he no <laughs> was you guys are trying to, and Phil's, I mean, Phil's sitting back. There's no, I'm not trying to be mean, but he's like holding up his drill and he's playing with a knife. Things I can't, I'm not allowed to do right now. That's just terrible. <laughs> he's, he's playing the, the five finger game with the knife. <laughs> oh, you can't bleed, huh? <laughs> All right, so you're working on getting healthy and not bleeding. Uh, Phil, yes. how about you? What are you working on? Um, I'm working on Etsy. I got. Uh, a whole bunch of orders. I got another. I got another one last night. Another one today, actually. So uh, just working on that. It's it's becoming like a. It's becoming a good little business, I have to say, and uh, and I have to find the time to get back into the videos uh, to do them because I I miss them and I miss doing projects for fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into that. Hell or high water, I promise. Tim, what are you working on? Um, well, I actually just. Uh, made a couple of little tables to put on Etsy. Uh, you know, my Etsy store is a little different than yours. You have like a product line and I just like throw random weird things up there when I have a few minutes because I've been, I have so much stuff in my shop because every time, you know, I make a lot of big things and then I end up with like all these like little pieces left over and I don't want to throw it away because, you know, I'm the reclaim guy. And so, uh, you know, so I make like, and then shipping is always an issue on Etsy and, you know, an online sales. So I make like little tables and like little things is like, kind of my my goal so i did that i um you know i made a couple of little things i'm working on a standing desk for a guy right now i have um i have a bunch of homeschoolers coming to my shop next week and so i was kind of prepping for like a little arts and crafts thing i'm going to do with them with some scrap wood and That's um cool. and i'm going to make a video of that um well i just just today uh trust and timber and i when he came and visited me we shot a video for a a, a new challenge to go out into the maker community and beyond to uh make a game like a board game type thing and to do it with a kid mm-hmm. uh to the idea of you know doing like advanced maker type thing getting a kid in the shop and teaching him how to make stuff and, and kids love games i mean it's they go hand in hand so uh trust and timber had this idea to do this and he wanted to launch it with vance because vance is like the young kid of the internet that makes stuff i guess you know which is awesome i'm sure there's more of them but i haven't found any yet and don't um, look that's not an appropriate I'm just, search yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Come on, Tim. Yeah, I know. The FBI's already got to think so so many weird things about my my Google history. But um so uh so uh you know that that's a, a really cool video. It's on both Trustin's uh YouTube page, which I highly recommend, as well as my own. There's a video talking about the the rules and regulations of this um thing. But basically the idea is to make a game, it can be the one that exists or one that doesn't exist yet, 
and uh or like to modify one that exists like we did in ours we uh Trussin's modified a jenga game to give us some some more rules um make it and then just tag it up all the information is on the website the idea is come november hopefully we're gonna have a whole ton of these to sort of pick through and then find makers that are willing to make 10 of them instead of just one and and use them and give them out in their community to kids that don't have games and to you know to different various charitable organizations and we've already had like four makers like we just launched the video this afternoon today is tuesday and this the, the day before that you guys are listening to it and we've already had like four or five makers like they're like i'm in i'll do 10 you know um so it's already looking like it's going to be this like really awesome huge thing and i invite all of you to to jump in on it because not only is it fun to just make a game it's fun to work with kids and hang out with kids and it's fun to give and uh i think that's what we all really want to do at the end of the day that's really well, cool. i gotta say that i i watched that video today and um, i was honored um for to be involved with andy berkey and getting a shout out but i'm still trying to figure out i've got a design in my head for i'm gonna make a game i've got a game i'm gonna make and it's gonna be a kid friendly build as well as a fun game it's a take on a game that's probably out there um well it is out there i, I don't know but but regardless i'm having a hard time thinking about where i can find a kid i went to the kid store they're sold out mm. um so i may have to do this uh solo non-kiddo and uh and uh, i'd be happy to uh uh because one of the things i loved about your video is that while you guys were playing the game and discussing the rules is that there are no rules you make the rules up as you go so i may change the rules to the challenge that i was issued and and you'll just have to live with it and i don't want any horrible feelings my way because i'm very sensitive i'll have well, you no, know yeah and, no that's yeah you're so sensitive <laughs> I mean, if, if, you know, if you don't really have any kids that you feel comfortable inviting into your shop, that's fine. You can go ahead and do it and, and participate. We're not, I mean, any of these online YouTube type contests are not set in stone. It's, there's no real, you know, I mean, most of them aren't even really judged or anything. We just sort of like everybody wins, you know, um, Wait, but the whoa, idea whoa, is whoa, to, whoa, 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 dude, you judge me on a daily basis. What do you mean? They're not really judged. <laughs> I don't judge anybody but myself on a daily basis. What are you talking about? <laughs> you do a lot of judging of Luke. Yeah, Phil does a lot of judging of you. I you just agree with a lot of things. Ten minutes a day, judge Luke. Mm. It beeps on my yeah. phone. Yeah. I get my daily judgment emails. It's kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Here's and what see, you did wrong yesterday. <laughs> Even if I haven't talked to him all day long or all week long, I get one anyway. Here's what you're more than likely going to do wrong. Work on this. It's kind of cool. Imagine that were um, true. Man. I'd be the worst friend ever. <laughs> <laughs> or the best wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, edit I guess we out. just alienated our last female listener. Uh, edit that out. <laughs> man, that, and it's our wives. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just got rid of Casey, I damn it. I to do with what they just said. Anyway, um, um, uh get back to the fact that uh, the video was amazing and I absolutely love you and Vance together on film seeing uh, uh, Trustin and, and little Miss Trustin uh, involved as well was pretty awesome and amazing and um, uh, bravo Mr. Sway at all we had, a, we had a fun day but I can't take any credit for any of the video that was all in the in the game challenge for that matter it's all Trustin's idea I just put it on my channel because I have a larger uh, audience so just get it out further you know mm-hmm. Um, but it's also on his channel. So if you're not subscribed to it, you probably should be. Yes. Well, I am. And that's actually where I watched it. So just, you know, take oh, off that hat because I can see your ears are bulging. Oh, you know? so you watched the, uh, you watched the full, 
the full version. I did, and then he apologized for it and said, "There's another edited version that's not quite that yeah. long." Because <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard editing Vance because he's funny as heck, and uh, and so like you know, trust is like, "Oh, here it is, it's done." It was like it's like you know, four hours long. I'm just that's the whole day. <laughs> like you, know? you didn't do like, any you quote editing. Yeah, you just said print, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So I but then so I went through and I was only able to edit like like you know five minutes out of it, but uh. But you know, because that's the idea. Is it's about it's not about like learning the how to make a Jenga game. A Jenga game is pretty simple. It's about the fun of of having a kid in your shop and of exploring new worlds with them and new things. You know. Well, what I've got in mind is a uh, it's it's going to be a non power tool build. Uh, oh, cool. Some, somewhat similar to how you did it with dimensional lumber to start off with, but uh i yeah i'm i'm ex- i'm really super excited about it and it may be something i have to start off with anyway since i'm not allowed to play with sharp powerful plug-in things so. right you know you know phil um uh, uh yeah i don't feel bad that w- you didn't get called out on this vance actually he always says that you're his favorite podcaster uh-huh. which <laughs> he really says that he's like oh i like phil he's my favorite you know, I'm like, why? Because it doesn't make you wear a hat with his name on it. It's Tim that actually doesn't really want to associate with you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, but, <laughs> but no, he, he always says that. But uh, and so, you know, but he didn't call you out because it's always like Lutz and Berkey. They're the ones that he wants to. Those are the names he knows and he knows he can razz them, you know. But, uh, but I personally would love to see what you come up with, Phil. I would love for you to make a make a contribution because I know you have kids mm-hmm. and uh, and I. And I know you know how to make stuff. And you also, you, you work in that size a lot, like the footstools and the whiskey boxes and stuff. Like, I feel like that's your, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not a dining table. So, um, I'm challenging you personally right now. Okay. I'm starting to get some ideas. Good. All right. I can't wait to see them. And like, I like the idea too, because like, you know, like Trustin's up in Canada as well as you. And, and then we had, um, Will over in, uh, he's in the, oh God, the Netherlands, I think. Will Cosson. Uh, he, he expressed interest in doing it. And, uh, so I love the idea of this going like international, you know, and, and, uh, it would be really cool to say like, at, at, you know, especially in this day and age, um, to have this Christmas season come up at the end of this year and to have like thousands of kids internationally get handmade wooden games. I mean, how cool would that be? That'd be pretty cool. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll handle the Republic of California. How's that? Okay. Great. I, I got Connecticut. <laughs> Next, I everybody have listening. a country larger than the United States to myself. Yeah, but the population is smaller than California, so it's still that means it's a lot of geography to cover. <laughs> you have, well, you have a dog team, right? I have a dog sled. Yes. Okay. Hey, let's let's throw a, let's throw an unofficial challenge out to another. Um, um, uh, not they're not a podcast, but some some people we love is I officially challenge. Uh, maritime makers yes to get in on this um all three of you four of you how many are there? there's a bunch of them anyway if you're a maritime maker i challenge you to get in on this uh kid build thing i think some of you have access to kids um which is, i already threw one matt brander already commented and i already threw it back at him i'm like I, you got it get on it you have kids you know i'm maybe sure, maybe uh, one of them maybe one of them could come visit you in california with a couple kids so you could have a kid help you out that I would really be awesome. uncomfortable yeah. with the whole language of access to children, <laughs> transporting children across state lines, leave children alone. In- international borders. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> hey, that, 
We is there an age limit? Because I just got to say this. Chris Cute is one of my favorite makers. He's just uh, – he's got the guy is so creative. He really is. And he's got a kid. The kid's in college, but still. That counts. Cool, Chris. Oh. We challenge you too. I'm all right you're, you're an honorary Canadian maker anyway, maritime guy. So you you and your kid should get out and make something that – oh, maybe since it's um, – See, oh, this I'm get this is getting good. You guys think about this. So, no, Vance's age, the Jenga thing, that was perfect. Chris's son's age, maybe they can invent a new beer pong game. You know, for all the um, the suffering children that don't have access to to beer pongs when they're because they're so broke because they're paying for college. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a, a really sad demographic. Wow. Frat boys. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, really <laughs> underrepresented. <laughs> Yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. All I the 18 to 24 year olds that. that can afford to go to colleges with the fraternity system. I but feel bad for them. Afford, but they can't afford beer. <laughs> right. Or a way to play with their beer. Maybe that's all they can afford is the beer, but they have no way to actually make it entertaining. Anyway. Or a way to play with their beer. <laughs> you know what? I'm, so diving into this week's topic, uh, full disclosure, we are actually recording this Tuesday night where we normally record on a Monday night. And the reason we're recording on Tuesday night is because we did, in fact, record on the Monday night, but uh, I messed it up, and it's gone. So we actually had to do this all over again, but we decided to choose a new topic because it'd be too weird to have this whole conversation all over again, and it wouldn't feel spontaneous. But topical and perfect is the topic of perseverance. So we messed up, we made a mistake. And we're moving forward anyway because we are determined to get this product out there. And I thought, as makers, all of us feel the same way about the projects that we work on. I thought we could talk about that. Oh, I have to put it out there first, though, that I I objected to this topic because I have never made a mistake. And I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But <laughs> I, my vote was outweighed. So it was two to one that we're going to talk about perseverance, whatever that means. And, right. Um, so, well, just so pretend. I put it out there that I'm... I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not doesn't relate to me. Right. Go ahead. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. So perseverance, that's one of them big words. So is that like the old saying that if at first you don't succeed, blame it on somebody else and then try again? Yeah. Yeah, Andy Berkey. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, right. I got that. It's kind of like the little engine that could, Bill. Yeah, you oh, just. Oh, I got that. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah, keep chugging along until you get up that hill. No, you don't just keep chugging along. You rebuild the engine. You add more power. Put a Hemi in that bad boy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Bill the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think this is – we're all makers. We all – or if you're listening to this, you're a fan of a maker, and you understand the fact that, of course, every project goes south at one point in either a really big way or even a very small way, and you got to come back to it somehow, and you got to figure it out. And I feel like if we all just sort of gave up, then nothing would ever get made. So this is one of those on-the-fly kind of MacGyver-type, you know, uh, projects. Like we're all that. We're all of us makers are the kinds are problem solvers. And perseverance and specifically, is specifically. I'm sorry. And specifically, the ones who work with reclaimed materials, because that is where there's a whole just bee's nest of problems that you don't even know about when you start working. I'd like to point out real quick, Tim, that was beautiful. You apologized basically for interrupting Phil, but just kept right on going. That was so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, perse- I persevered, man. Yeah. America. I was, say, that, was, that was persevering. I was personified. 
That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Because I'm Canadian. I would have said, I'm sorry, and then let well, that other person continue talking. You. You're like, you got this look like, how dare you? <laughs> and, and Tim is just, you know, always in his own world. It's like, you know, so it's, I'm the peacekeeper, people. I'm the peacekeeper. That's why they need me. You know, it is East Coast, West Coast, Canada. You right. know, yeah, uh, <laughs> he is right here. I'm East Coast. I'm like, beep, beep, out of my way. Canada goes, oh, sorry, sir. And West Coast goes, dude, that wasn't cool, man. <laughs> what a great little melting pot. <laughs> I do yeah, we just, just stereotype basically the entire uh, Western Hemisphere. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's it. That's all there is to it. That's all, just those three, that three archetypes for the whole western part of the world that's it covered um, <laughs> all right we're gonna move on i think we wipe my hands of that yeah yeah i don't you know i don't want to talk about this anymore can we change the subject that's not very persevering <laughs> yeah so uh bill i want you to tell me about a time recently where there was a project where you're like forget it i can't do this and then somehow managed to muster up the perseverance necessary to move forward I am um, uh, my my I think it was my last video eight months ago or whatever um, I made the little kitty cat condo thing out of a, an old toolbox and to be honest with you that almost went to the wayside because about my original idea as I started to work on it, I thought I screwed up I thought I cut too big of a hole inside of the, the toolbox and I just wasn't liking where it was going and I was going to add a huge piece of glass to the top, and I'm very excited about that because it would have matched another table I built that's in my dining area. Mm-hmm. And all of that just went by the wayside, and I was seriously, I was ready to just to give it in. So I think a lot of a lot of perseverance for me is is not necessarily to try and continue on with with what you're building. It is that ability to adapt and say, okay, you know what, this isn't going to work, but I've still got this material in front of me. I've still got this toolbox and I was very excited about making something out of this old wooden toolbox because it's a friend of mine and it was from his father and it was um, kind of a special deal anyway so I certainly didn't want to just give up on that. So giving myself a couple of days to, to, to look at it, think about okay what can I do? What would look good? How can I keep going with this project but it's, it's going to be nothing like what I originally thought it was going to be. And start playing with it and I again I don't know sketch up and I don't draw so it for me literally it's like propping this thing up on my workbench and you, know, you guys have seen it in my garage I have my recliner and I just sit back and I stare at it and I just start imagining what can I do I'll go grab other stuff from around the house throw it up there with it okay there's some materials what can I use that and then I grab some more stuff it's just it's just a matter of keep at it keep using your uh, designing it, redesigning it, and designing it over and over again and see what you can come up with. And eventually it came out to what it is, and I'm stoked. I actually like the way it turned out, I think, better than if I would have been able to do the original thing I wanted to do. And so it's not like I, I took the second best option. I think it actually came out better. So in a way, I'm glad that it that it screwed up. So that's the most recent thing. Uh, so do you think that, that uh, your determination comes from wanting to make the thing better? I think well no I think in this case the determination came from wanting to utilize something that was more important to me than the actual build it was the uh, with the memento the, the the heirloom aspect of this particular material because mm-hmm. it was it was important to me it was given to me 
it was it was um, it, it just meant something emotionally more than anything. So that's why I persevered because I was not going to not utilize this special stuff that was given to me. You know, right. to me it was special. You know, again, it was a silly, cheaply made wooden toolbox, but it was made 60 years ago, and it was for holding a, a bunch of old pipe wrenches and like a plumbing box basically. So it had an old snake and pipe wrenches and some um, uh, pipe threaders as well, because back in the day. Most DIY guys that did your own plumbing, you bought pipe and then you threaded it yourself to do the plumbing in the house. So I've got, and what was these? I got all those tools to go with it. Hello, that's kind of great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it meant a lot to me. I mean, the box itself meant a whole lot. And that's why I persevered in this case. Specifically, was I was not going to give up on something that meant so much to me. Okay, cool. What about you, Tim? Can you think of an instance where. There was something maybe not as specifically sentimental as, as Bill's, but you know, there was a build that you were on that seemed extremely challenging and you, you got through it. No, everything worked the first time. Alright, okay, next my turn. I, yep. Yeah, I like <laughs> I'm just kidding, that's obviously not true. <laughs> I know, I, I would love to we, be able to we've all, that. we've all seen Tim's work. We know that's not true. <laughs> That was it's true. It's so true. I am a I am just a giant kid who has no idea what he's doing most of the time, and uh, and I go and I am I look before I leap or was it leap before I look you know and I just cut stuff open. I'm like I'm gonna make this and I grab a saber saw and or a, a lightsaber or whatever and hack things in <laughs> half and then try to figure out how to piece it back together from there. I do it all the time. <laughs> nice Star Wars shirt, Bill. And um, well, lightsaber, you know. Yeah, you know, that, I mean, it's completely, I'm just like, well, I don't know what's inside this thing. I'm going to cut it open and then figure something. I do that all the time, and it's what keeps me sort of young and excited. Um, and, you know, but, there, but there's like two things I do in my shop. One thing is, you know, sort of pays the bills, and the other thing requires me to pay the bills, you know, like that sort of like cowboy approach. But, um, uh, yeah, pretty much, I mean, and then with reclaimed wood in general, I mean, you never know when you're going to find a split or a crack and, and, and just the wrong spot, and you, you're trying to cut stuff to length and to make it fit, and it's like, well, I can't cut around that knot for this one because then I want enough material that matches, and so you, there's like always, it's like a daily, constant struggle every step of the way, and that is what I absolutely love about what I do is problem solving. That's what keeps me in the game um, because of everything. How, how, how would you label that, though? I mean, like, how, what motivates you to, to persevere? Because, like, just as an example, my last one was, it was personal. It was it was sentimental. So that's what motivated me. So what would you say is an example of something that you persevered through, even though the material was stupid or you hadn't done it before? But what what motivated you to keep persevering? To be persevering, persevering, persevering. Do we personify? What, what? Right. Persevere. Yeah. Persevere. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. I don't even know what the question was anymore. <laughs> what? Ha- had you? How'd you do it despite the fact that this was not a special sentimental object? Well, I have I, everything is every object is is special to me in some way. I mean, maybe not super special like you know my great grandfather's toolbox, but it's uh, I, I have a, a reverence for everything, um, so I don't really want to waste anything. Um, so there's that, and then there's the part. There's two types of jobs that I do. One is the one that I do for me. And one is the one I do for thee, you know. And um, so if it's for thee, that means that I've made a commitment to the, a customer to make something for them. 
and I have to do it. I have to make it happen. There's no sorry, I can't. I have to. That's that's my name. It's my reputation. It's what I uh, contractually am supposed to be doing. Obviously, I guess I could give up and wash my hands and give them their money back, but uh, then I wouldn't have food for my children. So I need to get it done, and that's the job. Sometimes it works out where there's not a lot of problems, and you end up actually coming out a little bit ahead, maybe. And then other times it works out to where you spend so much time fixing all these problems that you don't really you, the hours that go into it makes it so where that job wasn't worth it. But you live and you learn and you move on, and 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 you better anticipate those problems the next time because it's all just a journey of learning. And um, and I, I said it as a musician, and I say it as a maker. Like I used to say as a musician that when I I, I would walk off stage and I would I would say like. I probably could have done that better and then just die. And that's how I want to end my, you know, I want it to end because it's always about just trying to be better and doing better. So that's what keeps me going is every time I'm, I'm, I don't want to ever let that, the the material win. You know, I feel like I should be better and smarter than like some rotten old piece of wood that's on my workbench. I should be smarter than it. And I'm going to figure out a way. So basically stubbornness motivates you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's You summed it up in a lot less words than I did. Phil. <laughs> well, I, I similar to the way you just broke it down, there is the stuff that I make for customers and the stuff that I make for me and maybe a third category, stuff that I make for my wife. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot that one. So, so for the customers, for me, because I'm not doing it um, – I'm doing it for people who essentially are paying me in advance because that's the way Etsy works. I basically get the money well before I deliver the object. So I have to fulfill that promise. Otherwise, you know, bad reviews, like there's a built-in mechanism that polices itself. But not only that, you know, I the things that I'm making are really, really important to the people who bought them. The step stools are like, you know, they're cute and they're for your kid and they're for a pretty big moment in their lives where they're transitioning from a crib to a bed. So that's a big deal. And and the whiskey boxes like seem pretty whatever, I don't know, not that important, but they end up being used in ways that are extremely important, like marriage proposals, anniversaries. Um, people are using them as uh, time capsules. So they're really marking important events in people's lives. And a lot of the times I'm promising people dates and I have to fulfill that. So there is uh, certainly a perseverance that's required. And Tim, you meant, you touched on it earlier when you said that uh, working with Reclaimed is requires perseverance. And you're so right. I mean, there's so much problem solving that has to happen with, with uh, Reclaimed material. You know, you want certain pieces to match. You want it to be a wraparound, but there's a nail hole. But if you, if you don't cut around it, the whole thing crumbles. So you, you really do have to sort of think outside the box, uh, I guess pun intended in this case. Uh, about how to fix it, and then and then for myself, the 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 determination or the perseverance comes simply from challenging myself. I I I pride myself on being a problem solver, and if, as you said, as if a stupid piece of wood can knock me on my ass, I mean, then who am I? You know, so that's what keeps me going. I will fix this problem. And yeah, uh, I just like to point out that this is the first time in the history of our podcast that Phil was the first one to cuss. It's not that bad a word. I think it's okay. Oh, that's it's stupid. You, you do the editing, so of course you get to say what's okay and what's not. So <laughs> I get it. Whatever. El Capitan. You know, you know what I say to that? <laughs> that. <laughs> I hope so bad that we can find a little a, a, a beep noise that you can <laughs> You know what I say to that? Beep, beep. Yeah. Well, I'll just beep that. 
Uh, <laughs> and then the things that I make for my wife, uh, I just don't want to let her down. So I'll just keep, I'll make it until it's perfect until, you know, there's the, uh, the wife approval factor, the, the WAF, you know, so I really want to live up to that standard and I want to make her proud of me. So I just keep making it until she's going to love it. You know, the WAF, I think we put a lot more of that pressure on ourselves than I'm thinking that our significant others ever would. I don't know about you guys, and I'm sure this is absolutely true, but um, Casey, for me, is really good about no matter – I have to dig it out of her. I, I'll, I'll do something or make something for her or for us for the house, and immediately from her, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so wonderful, honey. I love this. Da, da, da. But I can tell there's that little – that little something in there and I have to try and dig it out of her and I have to persevere to like, no, you're not quite as happy as you seem and I, I got to dig it out of her and persevere to actually say, what do you really think about it? She'll say, well, okay, well, the color, I don't really care for the color. Thank you. So I persevere to get it back in the garage to redo it again because I want her to be completely happy with it even though she says it was amazing and she loves everything I do and I just, you know, I don't know. You hang on to that woman with both hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, oh my gosh I'm such a lucky dude because my wife says yeah that sucks <laughs> jinx <laughs> she is she makes me better because I I have to get better otherwise she's going to tell me that sucks So, but she's very straight up with me there's no mincing words with my wife I'm yeah my, my wife's a tough customer too and, uh, and I, I try very hard to please her and you know sometimes I do and sometimes I don't and then, you know, she's been married to me for a decade now, so she's had like a decade of handmade gifts from me. And it's, you know, and you guys have seen some videos of someone like slippers made out of like, you know, like cardboard and stuff. And and it's, it's like sometimes I think she just tolerates me and other times I think I do OK and other times I know I fail. But that's any relationship. I mean, you're going to you're going to have your highs and your lows with your your quality of work in, in it, you know. Uh, and, you know, when you have longtime customers, it can be like that, too, where it's, uh, you know, you, you have a customer that loves your work and then they, they hire you back and, and you're like, oh, you know, you're trying to work like, oh, things were different then or you're trying to make that, that happen. Um, it's a, it's it, a it's, labor of love. And it's, it's, uh, it is. Another motivation, can, we can say that emotion and love can be uh, the motivation for perseverance. Mm. And, you know, my, my name is the most important thing of my business, is, and I don't want to have anybody out there have anything negative to say about me ever. And I will be the first one if someone is unhappy with something, I'll just full refund, $50 gift certificate, whatever, just, you know, end it. Like, uh, and I think a lot of people should do that because if, I, if they're not happy, I got to make it right because otherwise they're going to have something bad to say about me. I have the same thing. I have, yeah, I've, I've in the past, I've not only refunded their money after I fixed whatever problem it was and they were completely happy with it, it's like absolutely not here you go because it was more important to me to have that not even approval so much because I'm I'm pretty confident on what my abilities are, but having that I want that one person to just go out there and say, Hey, not only did this person make me an amazing thing, but a snafu came up and they went beyond taking care exactly. of it. For sure. Yep. And yeah. that's that's pretty important I think. I had every uh, business should be that way. I agree, hundred percent. I, I actually, uh, so this is a little off topic, but but maybe not. Maybe this is perseverance when it comes to customer service. But uh, I had somebody send me um, after they received their whiskey box. They sent me a message and they said, um, "So I just got my box and there's no alcohol in it." Uh, I guess they thought that they were getting a bottle of scotch in this whiskey box, 
and uh, and she goes, so did I just pay uh, X dollars for a box? And I was kind of floored because my listing is pretty clear, and I don't think you're allowed to sell alcohol on Etsy, and it was like a bottle of Macallan 12 scotch in there, and did you really think that was coming with? Anyway, so I wrote her back, and I, I, I was like, um, no, there's no alcohol included. What you paid for was a custom, handmade, reclaimed, blah, 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 blah. Um, but by that same token, I want you to be completely happy with this gift because I fully realize how important it is. Tell me what I can do to make this right. You know, and I never heard back from her, so I guess she felt kind of silly. But See, that, that, but I was very was deferential. Opportunity, yeah, amazing opportunity to demonstrate outstanding customer service. Yeah, that's exactly the right way to do it. I mean, because sometimes they won't. Sometimes they just want to. I, I had a I had a table that I shipped recently. It's a small little table, and um, I I guess it had a a little spot of surface rust on the uh, the steel base that I because you know I make it and it sits on Etsy. It sits up in my my loft, and sometimes it, the the roof leaks. So there's you know a little bit of surface rust I got on this. And then uh, one of the screws came loose in shipping. It got banged or something. So she sends it to me. She's like, oh, my God, this thing's a wreck. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'd be upset, too. Like, you know, what can I what can I do to make it, like, better? I'm fully I'm prepared. I mean, it's like a $150 table. I'm prepared to just give her all her money and let her keep it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm totally. And so she was like, you know, she was like, well, how about 20 bucks off? So I said, okay. And I sent her 40 bucks. You know, it's like now, like, you know, because I told her how to fix it. I was like, oh, you just have to tighten the screw, and you have just a piece of sandpaper will take that rust off. That's all you need to do, you know. Twenty dollars is fair, so I sent her forty. You know, I mean, I don't remember the exact numbers. But it was something like that. Whatever. Whatever. Was. Clearly, you made a huge yeah. impression on her. Exactly. So that's the idea. So she might be like, you know, so oh, I love this table. It's like, yeah, I came in all left up, but you know, the guy took care of it. You know. So yeah, we got we got a person. So it's a, now it's a positive memory. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a positive memory, and it's not like a thing like oh, that guy ripped me off or this and that. You know, because stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know. For right, sure. So, can either one of you guys think of, or can both of you think of, um, a, a famous quote about perseverance that you no. might want to share? No. Uh, hmm. No. I can. Oh, was it a segue for himself? Ask me. Ask me. Okay, how about you, Bill? Do you have one? Why, yes. Yes, I do. One of my most favorite movies of all time is The Outlaw Josie Wales. And in oh. one of the scenes of this movie, he meets up with a, uh, an, an elderly, like senior Native American. He's talking about when he was younger, he got to meet Abraham Lincoln, and he says, and, and President Lincoln, this is all a movie, guys, so it's a quote from a movie. I don't think it's a real thing. But he says, President Lincoln told us that we must endeavor to persevere. Endeavor to persevere. And doesn't that fit nicely with our topic, doesn't it? <laughs> and I got to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time. It's You're a good one. Welcome. I feel good about it. He doubles back. Um, I a good quote, and it is one of my favorite all-time historical figures is Winston Churchill, and what he says is, um, "If you're going through hell, keep going." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard that one. So, I mean. That's a pretty good one. Meaning, meaning, persevere. I mean, if if this is a really tough project, just keep going until it's done. You know, eventually you'll get it up to the other side. So being the youngest of seven, I've heard throughout um, my childhood growing up, and I don't know if it's true or not, I may very well have lineage from Winston Churchill. Just saying. Just saying. Really? That's what I was told. I don't know if it's true or not. Legitimately or illegitimately? 
Well, uh, coming from me and my family, I would say it's got to be illegitimate, but I don't know <laughs> the details. And I, that's one thing I didn't persevere on. I never found out for sure the facts of that. So there are times. All right, guys. What you know? What seriously? What 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 is an example of a um, something that you did not persevere on? Something that, in a in a in a crude way of saying it, something you just gave up. Rubo bench. Come on. You're not done yet. I'm not done yet, but it's been sitting in my garage for a good three months, half finished. So I do have to get back out there, but I can certainly say temporarily it's been given up on. Like, But I'm hoping to get myself a plunge router, fix up all those mortises, and uh, and then just put it together already. Yeah, I have I have some projects that I've started that never I never finished. Um, I mean, uh, quite a few are, are ideas that I've I've sort of started, and I'm like, well, I'm not ready, you know, or this or that, or something comes up, and then I I'm not quite sure if I know how to finish it, um, you know, which isn't a it, it's stuff. It's like, well, if it gets made, it gets made. I mean, there's it's all reclaimed stuff, and not much money into it or whatever. I have a little bit of time, you know, and you know, I just had like one of my recent videos was the um, the door guitar I made, and it failed, you know, so. Um, I, I mean, I persevered through it. Even in the video, I had problems. I was trying to steam. I knew I was. I knew I was being ridiculous trying to steam bend eighth inch plywood in a hundred and twenty degree bend. But I had to try anyways because I'm, a, you know, because like I said, I'm a big dumb kid. I just everything's new that's, for me. That's and, industrious. I gotta say, that's quite yeah, cowboy. I, yeah. Well, I thought that I could bend it like and seam it, and it just, you know, it wasn't gonna happen. It wasn't gonna hold. And there was and no purpling in there. I was doing it. I was doing it all half. Well, it seems as though you were wrong. Yeah, so I uh, it was very wrong. I was wrong in a lot of things with get it, that. Get it, but but get it to play on seams because you said seam and I said seam. Oh, seams! I get it. Yeah, I it, get it seems as though you were wrong. <laughs> but then I got then I got the whole you know I decided to leave it open. I thought it'd be kind of funny. You know, I get I get the whole thing up and running, and then it all falls apart. So I'm I'm just ignoring both of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> aren't you glad Bill's back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How you feeling, uh, Bill? <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, but as far as me uh, giving up on something, it just never happened. So I, I thought both of you would say the same thing. No, I've never given up. But... Uh, really? All right, all right wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my, my my Rubo bench. Yeah. Is the no, I mean, uh, not, but he hasn't given up on the. You haven't given up on the Rubo bench. It's no, no, I need it. So I got to do it. Yeah. I mean, I have, yeah, I have, for now. Yeah, I have these two VW I, I fenders. Up, I have to I think I'm worried about it, and the only good thing about me getting um, um, a, a near-death experience and I can't go play in the garage is the fact that I don't have to deal with this wardrobe for a while. Yeah, the wardrobe. Medical yeah. procrastination. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. Although, <laughs> although there are certain medications that give you medical concept, and never, I didn't never mind. You know that that Duresta guy. He only uh, came to the show with uh, useful information and interesting stories. That's that's all he did. Bill, look at this wealth of uh, of linguistic poetry. You know, I mean, it's wonderful. <laughs> and 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 you guys don't even charge me that much to give it to you, so it's pretty cool. It's a real bargain, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> I will have to admit. I told oh, you know when I talked to Casey about giving up cable so I can be on your podcast, he was all for it, you know. And I miss it sometimes, you know. I like some shows, but um, I, it's worth it. 
Yeah, you're lucky I didn't make you give up internet. What, um... <laughs> what are you guys watching this week, guys? What are you... What's going I'll on start. there? Yeah, you can see. Please. Uh, so I have a couple just shout-outs, Phil. Relax, I'm not going to make you put links, okay? I just want to give people credit where credit is due. And one of them How am I the bad guy in this? Because you're yelling at me again. You guys can't hear it. Sometimes Phil mute the podcast and just yell at me and say, now get it together, and then he clicks back on like I'm supposed to just keep going like nothing happened. None of that is true. I don't have that ability. None of that is true. (laughs) Um, Andy Berkey, you guys, have you had a chance to see his – we all saw when he uh, gave us pictures and stuff of the church doors he was working on. He did the stained glass. He actually took a solid door he cut out. A perfect hole for this uh, arched piece of glass to fit into, stained the glass, or did some kind of etching look to it. Anyway, he did the video, and it's it's playing now. So I think everybody, and we love Andy, should go check out uh, his new video. Uh, another another shout-out I'd like to give. If you guys need um, ideas um, for just about anything, uh, there's, a, there's a website called Beautiful DIY, and uh, they have a YouTube channel, but the example is like uh, wine barrel projects. There might be 10 or 15 different wine barrel projects, uh, rustic crafts or furniture, 20 different Ikea hacks that you can make a litter box out of. I mean, it's all kinds of weird stuff, like in little groups. Check that out. The the, the, the video and the channel I'd like to um, have a link to is uh, called Murals by Marcy. And uh, 3,500 subscribers, and there should be a lot more. And the, the video I watched in particular that I found this channel is um, how to take a vintage trunk and make it into a coffee table. And it was just a neat – I've done a couple things like that before, but the way she did it was really cool. So it was kind of like a revamp, a repurpose of an old trunk, adding some – changing the color on it, fixing up the leather straps that were broken, putting a piece of glass, adding some uh, foots or legs or whatever you call it from another small stand – and this thing is amazing, and I've seen some of her other projects are really cool, so check those out. So shout-out to Andy Berkey, shout-out to Beautiful DIY, and check out Murals by Marcy YouTube channel, and uh, give it a subscribe. I think it's worth it. I'm glad you uh, shouted out to Andy Berkey. He's a good man and a good friend. Did you, did you watch that video yet, Phil? I have not, and I feel bad about that. I will do that so he's tonight. Kind of a good guy, and he's kind of a good friend. Is no, no, he really is a good friend. Him and I, um, we chat a lot, and uh, he's he's a good man. Yeah, I just I just watched that video this morning, and I and I loved it. Um, you know, it's like it's not like he's reinventing the wheel with what he's doing, but the patience and the and the the skill that you just watched, like watching this this you know veteran maker. Uh, I just feel uh, yeah, it, it's it's um. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to watch Andy Berkey work with tools. Um, it really it's is. It's a classic example of what, like you said, a veteran, somebody who's got a lot of time and energy spent in learning their craft. And mm. to see how effortlessly, at least it looks like, that he was able to, I got this big piece of glass. It's shaped like this. I got to cut a hole in the door and make that mm. look like it was designed to be that way. And it's just effortless the way he makes. It's like, yeah, yeah, just do that. And he used a used a skill saw, jigsaw. not a skill saw, not jigsaw, a jigsaw, a razor blade, and a brad nailer. And he makes right. this. I mean, it's like it's not like there's any like amazing like tools. It's just like one of these things. Like any anybody with a with these three tools could do this. Not 
You know what I mean? And it just sort of proves that point that there's that patience and that skill. And talk about perseverance. I mean, you know, for someone that to, to get to that level of, of craftsmanship to where they could do this this amazing job with these three basic tools, like like that, I think they were like the th- three first tools I owned that I still don't know how to use right. You know what I mean? Like, I still can't use them. Yeah, perfect example of, of what knowledge and experience can give you. And for all of us, we just need to keep plugging along because the more we use a screwdriver, the better we're going to be at it. And the more we use a jigsaw, we're going to be better. You know, so, I mean, that's what you can do. I don't know anyone who's good at a jigsaw. That was pretty intimidating. And and it's... Andy Berkey is. Yeah, (laughs) actually, you know two people at least. So, me and Andy. Okay. Oh, sorry, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I've been using a jigsaw for a very long time, and... I don't know. Rough cuts. That's the best I can do with it. A blade always wanders on me. Anyways, uh, uh, perseverance. I'll keep going with it. Yeah, they they do that. They do that bend thing. It's they get a little wonky, but a lot of patience. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what am I watching this week? I'm watching uh, Hydraulic Press Channel, which is just sort of like a a guilty pleasure. I don't know. It's really the opposite of a maker channel because all they do is destroy things. They put these random oh, objects. That be a, a powered hydraulic press or a hand powered hydraulic press? This would be a it's a it's a powered hydraulic press, and okay, uh, now it just takes more. there's more content now to understand. Go ahead. Thanks. <laughs> Does that make it more or less interesting? I I think it makes no, it interesting. Regardless, Phil could just sit there like he does very often and just sit there and smile at us. How inter- he's an interesting guy. He is. Uh huh. So. Uh, <laughs> This is sober, guys. Anyway, so uh, they just put stuff in this press, and then they crush it, and they've done a Nokia phone, <laughs> but the most recent one was a uh, was a hockey puck, and it, I don't, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but they crush it. It's a, it was, it's just fun. I don't know. Check it out. I like what, it. What's the name again? Hydraulic Press Channel. It's this Russian dude and his wife, and they just, uh, it's like, now we will crush puck. Look at Crash Buck. He's amazing. So it's, it's, it's just funny and fun. They're two-minute-long videos. Check it out. It's hilarious. It sounds I like actually, a lot of fun. I am going to check it out because that does sound like fun. Does I can't like believe fun? we crushed the Buck. Is the scary part that it actually really does sound like a cool channel? <laughs> but the guy has like 150,000 subscribers, so it can't just be me. <laughs> He's doing something right. Yeah, Although this... I'm sure because it was a hockey puck, you being Canadian, were drawn to that actual video. I That's usually what goes into the search criteria in YouTube. Hockey puck? Hockey puck? Hockey puck? <laughs> hockey puck? Igloo? <laughs> I like to mix it up, you know? So it's four hockey pucks to an igloo. All right. That's the ratio, yes. I am a true Canadian. <laughs> Tim, what are you watching? Uh, what am I watching? Um, I wanted to mention a, a, a small channel of a guy I recently met. Uh, his channel is called uh, Junk Pile Omatic, and um, he's another you know he upcycles, he makes stuff kind of guy. And his his most recently he doesn't do like a ton of videos, um, or I may, maybe he does that I haven't seen him, but um, but I, I do subscribe to this channel, and not a lot of people do, so I think you all should because the stuff I have seen is pretty cool. 
And uh, the most recent one was was flipping awesome, and it, he made a six pack beer holder out of an old wooden crutch. And I just thought that was uh, oh cool, cool and poetic in so many ways, you know, and uh, and just a really neat thing uh, to watch happen. So I would I would highly recommend uh, checking that out. And I have not seen anything crushing a hydraulic press lately, so I'm going to do that soon. (laughs) I I like to think of myself as being fairly creative, but I am so intrigued on how you would make a six-pack beer holder out of a crutch that I I will subscribe. I will subscribe just to watch that. That sounds so cool. That's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you do your thing. It's like we all have our bag of tricks and like, oh, I can turn this into this or whatever. And, you, and then you, you just see like something like that. It's like I never would have thought of that in a million years. And that's what makes reclaiming and upcycling so exciting to me is that I can have a I can look at an object and have a hundred ideas for it. And if you gave me a crutch, I could have come up with probably a hundred things I could have done with it. And not one of them would have been a six pack beer holder. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, <laughs> but then but then my friend over here does that. So it's like, boom. There it is. Now there's 101 uses, and how many others did he think of? And I just—it's so exciting, you know. Yeah, for sure. Did you want to mention Matthias? Who? Matthias? What? Got to leave that in. Um, I, I, well, I, yeah, I, I could mention that too. I didn't want to be like Bill and list like everything I watched this week. <laughs> Your call. You don't have to. I'm trying. I'm just trying to make up for lost time, and you guys don't have any a heart, basically. So. But no, but no, I did, I did, because I was talking about it. And sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that my my cold Eastern heart. <laughs> Have you moved to Canada because it's like you're in an igloo right now? <laughs> no, I moved. I moved a mile closer to New York, and I just keep shriveling. Uh, but uh, I, I, the other the other thing I did want to mention is yes I have been watching Matthias Wandel's channel and I'm a one is that how you pronounce it yeah I guess Matthias's channel everyone knows Matthias yeah because because that the lathe he's I've been following the lathe that he's making out of out of wood and other stuff and I, it's just like so exciting to me to to watch that happen because I have a lathe and it's awesome and beautiful and it was made in the factory and I can barely use it and he's turning better stuff on this lathe he made up of a bunch of plywood. And it just—I wish I'm jealous of his engineering mind and his time that he can do that. And uh, and I just don't have that—that that, I don't have any of that. And I and I love seeing that happen. Uh, and Matthias is such a such a brilliant guy. It's so cool to watch it like kind of go down. Yeah, for sure. You know what? The the thing that I enjoy most about Matthias's channel is not always what he makes or how he makes it, but the process of reverse engineering and then explaining and rebuilding. So he'll take yeah. a complicated piece of machinery that we all know and just take for granted and and then reverse engineer it and, and come up with solutions to problems that, you know, most of us just couldn't possibly fathom. It was, um, what's his name again? Joe Rogan. The problems that don't even exist because yeah. the machine's already been made. <laughs> right. So Joe Rogan does this, uh, this comedy shtick. <laughs> he does this bit where he talks about how the fact, like, if all the power and all the electricity – were gone or if all the smart people were wiped off the face of the planet, like all the people who invent things, like the people who make circuitry and all those guys are gone. It's like, how long do we go from fire to, and then he hits the microphone and he goes, how long till that? Like anybody have an idea how how that works? Me neither. You know? So like, Mm. it's interesting to see that if you had to start all over again, you know, the process by which you would recreate everything that was, 
So for that reason, I love Matthias, and I love seeing uh, his engineering skills. And you, and you know what? Somewhat topically speaking, that just today I mentioned to you guys before we started recording that I was at the uh, the Connecticut Science Center. It's like a science museum for kids, basically. And I went there with a bunch of kids, including Vance. And they have a, a Da Vinci exhibit set up there right now. And they have all these uh, things from Da Vinci's sketchbook, like just like you know, worm drives and pulley systems, and and all these sort of simply made things. That they're made out of two by fours, you know, but they're made to look old and and varnished and stuff. And and all the kids can turn the cranks and watch the the motions happen. And I, I was just walking around this this room, and hey, this could be a topic for a future. <laughs> but I, you know, as as I was walking around this room, just looking at it, and it, it is very Matthias like. It's like these like wooden gears, and that's the name of his website even. Um, and it just uh it's it's really cool to, to see that stuff like you know 400 500 years ago um and being used by my son today and how it, it does relate to everything that we do at the same time you know i don't know it's it's neat that the journey from fire to microphone is actually not that long thanks to guys like matthias and da vinci and yeah i'm comparing matthias to da vinci right now you know, that's but, but we can't we can't i mean we we need to give a shout out to those of us that aren't that because you know they never would have got the opportunity to do what they do without that guy like me that straps a sharp rock to a stick i'm just saying right yes yeah. Somebody had to make a stick that was sharp with a rock on it to, to cut a piece of wood and eventually one day to be plywood so Matias can make a lathe. I'm just saying. That's all. You know, work, you man. Get, that's right. Thank, thanks for being you, kid. That's right. Have, either, have you seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes. <laughs> Unrelated. Right, Tim? No. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, sharp rock stick and go. You guys don't have to worry about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, let's do our little sign off here. Um, Our channels on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Phil Pinsky on YouTube. I am Jake and Emmy's dad. I'm actually, I think just about to hit 2000 subscribers. So if you want to do me a favor and push me over that edge real quick, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, Tim, you want to do your stuff? My name is Tim. I'm on the internet. Tim Sway. Look that up. YouTube Tim Sway. You, you'll figure it out. William? Uh, the only thing I really have any passion for anymore is this podcast, so find me at um, Reclaimed Audio. Podcast.com. Yeah. How, do you, how do your lizards feel about that? Oh, gosh, you're right. Can we talk about – can we just, like, segue <laughs> into another podcast about lizards? Oh, wait. We're out of time. Sorry. We're out of time. Uh, <laughs> And we're sorry we couldn't have Matt Damon on the show tonight. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit us up on at Reclaimed Audio on Twitter for any show topics, suggestions, comments, that kind of stuff. We really, really want to hear from you guys. So if you're not the public social media kind of guy and you just want to send us an email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Uh, send us that. We're really, really into getting feedback, so that'd be great. Um, get on iTunes, leave us a review. It really, really helps in getting more people listening to the show. And ultimately that, you know, is, is what we're after. And, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. We'd really appreciate your support and your help and keeping us on the air. Um, you know, this, there are no ads here. There's no, uh, there's no sponsor or anything like that. You know, uh, making it mentioned it in their episode last Friday, but the, the same is true for us without you guys. We don't have a show, so we need your help. Anything else, guys? Appreciate that. 
And any topic ideas, send our way as well. Um, I, I will continue to come up with all the interesting ones, but I'd like to make the other two feel included. So topic ideas would be great from anybody out there. Send them our way. Yeah, and, and we, you know, besides just providing you with this content, we'll, we'll, we're working on ways to maybe make it up to you with, uh, you know, by sharing some love. And it's not going to be um, a kissing booth, I can just say. It's not going to happen. Ah, shucks. What? <laughs> Have a great week, guys. I want to put Rod Reyes. Right, <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs>